Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. You'll find interviews with people who are cooking for one, nutrition tips, cooking tricks, and other practical topics for all my single listeners, and all without the mention of dieting or restriction because, well, dieting just kind of sucks. So join me as I explore the realities, the challenges, and highlight the joys of cooking for one in this busy world. Hi. So before I start, I want to preface this with the fact that I'm not a mental health professional. Nothing that I share today is meant to treat, diagnose, or place any advice or recommendations that you've gotten from your doctor or your counselor or other mental health professional. But as a dietitian who helps my clients eat intuitively, there are some skills and tools that I can help with um, that we can get from that to transfer to overall wellness. So with that in mind, I want to talk about dealing with the anxiety and with everything going on today. I don't know about you, but it's been a rough couple of weeks or almost month by now. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty about life, about our own health and the health of our loved ones and those in our communities. Um, There's a lot of changes with life and and the fact that we're not able to get together with friends and family members and um, just our whole way of living has changed. And, um, and then also being uncertain and potentially being worried about friends and family members who work in healthcare settings and worrying about their own health and their protection um, as, as the situation changes. Plus, on top of that, for anybody living in Utah, just kind of the aftermath after the earthquake that we experienced in mid-March. You know, I'm lucky that I didn't have any damage, and um, and and there this wasn't a huge earthquake that where there was a lot of damage. But just feeling the crown shake below you and and kind of the whole view of things, it's really overwhelming. And then to have aftershocks that last for days and weeks and to just feel them randomly, just at least in my experience has been really, has really increased my anxiety, um, from something that was already heightened because of everything else going on. Um, I, I, in general, honestly, I'm, I'm feeling more anxious and anxiety than I felt in a while. And even, even about the things that are good that are happening, which is just a little bit perplexing to me. I've got opportunities that I feel really privileged to have, and those are bringing me anxiety. And again, all of these things being compounded um, is, you know, like what do, what do we do to deal with that? So um, I want to also just share that this isn't anything to feel sorry for me about. I'm figuring it out and, and part of this figuring out is sharing it here. But I, I want to share this experience because I know some of you who are listening who are experiencing or have experienced these same feelings and to know that you're not alone and to know that it's okay to feel overwhelmed and anxious and you know to just have this different feeling about things even when you know that you're safe. And even if your job is still 
your job and you're able to maintain, um, you know, to buy groceries and to be able to pay your rent and to be able to be safe and at home. Um, and for those of you who aren't, I really hope that you can find the help that you need. And I, I do have access to some resources or know of some options. So please reach out if you need to. And to everybody who is working on the front lines at the hospitals and deliveries and um, at grocery stores and pharmacies and and um, those who are helping keep us safe, really appreciate that. And I hope that you're feeling um, the appreciation from all of us for what you're doing um, and putting yourself in the position um, on the front right lines, there is no downplaying that really, really important and super appreciated. Um, so with all of that said, again, I hope this is an empowering <laughs> episode instead of something to just make people feel down about things. Um, but it is, is not a time to have to feel down about things. And there are tools available to everybody to be able to help us manage these feelings and what's going on in life and to be able to, to take it and make, um, to do what we can to feel good and to feel, or to feel well during this time. Um, there definitely is the need for counseling. And if you feel like you don't have the tools or don't know where to start, that is a great opportunity to reach out to your, if you have a mental health provider or if you have a doctor that could give you a referral, this is a really good time to reach out and to seek out those services there. Um, just as you would, just as you would reach out, um, to a doctor to help you, you know, die to get a diagnose for a, a diagnosis or treatment for a disease. The same thing goes with our mental health. And it's important for us to access the, that when we need it, just as we would treatment for other, other ailments. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of these like baseline tools that we can use to help us cope and help us be able to move forward and to you know, feel the best that we can during these uncertain times. And I want to share some of the things that help me and also just kind of some general ones that I know are helpful. So for me, actually what I felt to be really helpful and really grounding is just quiet. It's might not be what you would expect to hear or, or would think would be the most helpful, but honestly, just being quiet and, and before we get inundated with all of the news that's going on or, um, just that anxiety, just being quiet. And especially in the morning before our minds really start working, I found that to be so, so helpful. Um, I found that I can discover clarity and calmness and feel grounded when I start in the morning with a guided meditation uh, and then get breakfast and sit still for a moment. That could be a good time to journal, to write down things that you're grateful for, um, and to just really be present and to be aware of, of what's going well. Cause no matter what situation we're in, no matter where we're in, there's got to be some small thing that we can be grateful for. And again, not to minimize the suffering or, or things that people are going through, 
but just for our own well-being in our situations and our realities finding those small things can be really helpful for us to find resilience and to be able to do what's best for us for our well-being and for us in the future um so I, I've been working from home for a couple of years now and music is actually something that I keep on so things aren't so quiet and lonely feeling at home while I'm working by myself. Uh, but a quiet morning before I turn that music on is, is really helpful to bring me peace and also helps me get creative juices flowing. And as overwhelming as it can feel or as um, much as you you might feel like you don't want to be alone with your, with your feelings, that quiet time can be really helpful. And it's something that I'm trying to avoid less and trying to just try and see what happens and to know that I can always turn music on or turn something on if I need, if I don't want to be in my head, but especially early in the morning before I've really got to thinking or worrying about anything that I I find that to be a positive place to go. So my next point is what to do if your mind goes there. We know, I, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, where you go to that, that worst case scenario or, or that dreaded place in response to something that happens. And this is not just about whatever is going on in life right now. This could be in response to hearing some bad news or getting some constructive criticism or learning something or, or breaking something that you just didn't want to break because I can't, there's not many times when we want to break something intentionally. Um, but when we go to that place where we're not happy about something or really mad about something, first of all, it's okay to feel those feelings. And I think it's important for us to feel those feelings, but to also recognize that we there is a point where those feelings do not serve us. And this is something that I have taken away and really try to incorporate into my own thoughts. This is something that I've learned from my, um, my business coach, and that is to ask how this serves me. So this really is talking about the feelings and the things that I say in my head because I can really easily spiral and, and go to that negative place. And if, you know, I, when that woman walking her dog who gives me the dirtiest look every time I pass by, which actually happens, I go to that, like, what's, what did I do? What, what's wrong with me? What is that? And to just, you know, it's probably not anything that I did. Maybe she's having a bad day and, um, and to not go to that place because it's not serving me to think that this random woman that I actually do see consistently, and this is like actually something that happens, but how's that serving me to think that this random woman is mad at me for walking on the sidewalk? And even if she is, how does it serve me to think that she's mad at me? It doesn't serve me at all. And so I think this is an important thing to give ourselves space to feel those feelings, to feel overwhelmed, to feel pissed off, to be angry, to feel sad, to be mad, whatever it is, it's okay to feel those feelings. But at some point we get to that place where 
it might not help us to be feeling those things. It just is dragging us down. It's making us anxious. It's making us angry and we're dwelling on things. That's not, that's not helpful for us. And so keeping that in mind is helpful. And it's just a good reality check. Like me thinking about if somebody else is mad at me or me dwelling on something that's completely out of my control is just not helpful for me. It's, there's, there's nothing I can do. Seeing large groups of people at this time where, where a lot of people are trying their hardest to stay away and to stay at home. There's nothing that we can do. Going and telling somebody to change what they're doing usually doesn't help. I guess unless they're our kids or we know them. But um, there's not much that we can do about things outside of our control. So finding ways to not dwell on those is really helpful for us and for our well-being. So the next aspect that I want to talk about is meditation. And this is something that I'm constantly trying to to try and to experiment with because in general meditation has been super impactful for, in my life. It's it's an opportunity for me to recognize what I do really like and what I don't like, what I want to spend my time doing, what in the most Marie Kondo way brings me joy and the things that don't, but also also to help reduce anxiety and to be present and to take my mind off of things. Again, especially those things that I have no control over. Um, meditation has been really, really helpful for me. And, um, and meditation is something that can be pretty accessible to all of us in some way or another. So whether that's just going on YouTube and, and just typing in mindfulness or guided meditation or something, doing that. When I was in school, my, one of my professors recommended Stop, Breathe, Think, which is a mindfulness app, and that's what I use. I haven't paid for the paid parts. I just do the free ones, which there's lots of, um, there's lots of free options there. Calm. I mean, there's lots of apps and resources out there for meditation. And, you know, know that it's a practice. You won't ever get to that point where you're perfect at it, and that's okay. But just learning from it and finding small ways to to be present and take your mind off of those things, it's really powerful and it's really helpful. With all along with that, breathing exercises can be really helpful. Just like literally taking big deep breaths and trying to focus on that. Well, you can also count out those breaths. Again, you can just Google breathing exercises and find something to do. Um, there's lots of ways. Again, this is to, to bring your head to this present place to just be present and, um, and to get your mind off of just that churning and all of those things going on in your head that might make it hard for you to focus. That might make it hard for you to, to not feel so overwhelmed. That might make it hard for you to sleep. Recently, that's been my biggest thing is, is falling asleep and then staying asleep and, and, um, listening to a meditation, even a couple of times has, has made it easier for me to fall asleep and is something that I will do, 
um, and try to do instead of getting on my phone to look at social media if I wake up in the middle of the night and have a hard time falling back asleep. It's just a good way to kind of ground myself and and helps. Another thing to to help bring down anxiety and to kind of be present is to look for ways to give back. This can look so many different ways, but it just getting our heads out of our own lives, I guess. <laughs> and to be able to focus on something else and helping somebody else can be a really powerful thing. So whether that's intentionally giving a bigger tip for delivery or if you go pick up food right now, that's something that is um, so needed and so important for all of these people who are working at restaurants who aren't getting the same salary or as they did before to, um, you know, maybe not right now, but to be able to donate money at least to charities that you believe in or reaching out to people that, you know, are living alone or, or grandparents or people who might be more vulnerable to feeling lonely or just having a hard time just reaching out and seeing how your loved ones, your friends, your neighbors, whoever are doing. And if there's anything that you can do to help, um, that's safe for you to do. Another thing that I think is really helpful and easily overlooked is to at least take stock of the things that we have to be grateful for. So writing them down would be even more helpful, but let's be re- rational here <laughs> and recognize it's okay to just stop and think about it. Um, again, it's so easy to get to that negative place and to be super overwhelmed and anxious about things. And there is, you know, some degree that we can't control of that, but stopping and and writing down some things or at least thinking about some things that we have to be grateful for puts things in perspective for us. And I think that's really important. Another thing that I need to do more of, and maybe a lot of us need to do more of is doing something that you enjoy, make space for fun. Uh, make space for enjoyment. So have a dance party, even a solo one. Heat up some tea, draw, paint, watch a favorite TV show, read, go for a walk, go for a hike if you can get outside safely, um, play with your pet, call a family member or friend, make dinner or a treat, and and find you know the slowness and enjoyment in that. Do something you enjoy and and that again help you to get your mind off of all of the overwhelm and it can be so helpful for all of us to do that. Um, and that's it today actually. So just know that we will get through this. We're strong and we're, we are resilient as a whole as and as individuals and reach out if you need somebody to talk to. Um, reach out for references if you need them or reach out to friends or family members or reach out to me. We don't have to talk about food or anything in particular. If you just need somebody to talk to, I'm here. This can be a really overwhelming and lonely time and I want to make that a little bit less overwhelming or a little bit less lonely. So please take me up on it. Thanks so much for listening to the Table for One podcast with Rebecca. If you're cooking for one or know somebody who is, make sure to subscribe to the Table for One podcast on your favorite podcast app. 
That way you can stay up to date on new episodes that will help you make cooking for one easier and more enjoyable. Feel free to continue the conversation over at in the Table for One Facebook group. You can also find recipes or work with Rebecca over at nourishnutritionblog.com. Or honestly, the easiest way is to follow me on Instagram. My handle is nourishnutrico, and you can click on the link of my profile to get more great resources for cooking for one. Talk to you next week. Thank you.